The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ask the Landlord with our favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York, Pittsburgh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and Washington, D.C. renter. And together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. If you want to ask a question for Albert, call us. Leave us a voicemail on the Ask the Landlord hotline. That number is 646-580-3015. How's it going today, Albert? It's going good, Melissa. Thank you. Good. All right. Question for today is, when do you think renting is more appropriate than owning an apartment or house? This might be personal, but I just, we want your input. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. I don't know if you've seen these studies where they, they, they weigh the cost of renting um, versus the cost of living in a home um what one of the things you know that i'm an advocate of and it was a um peter lynch uh was a famous uh he started a fidelity uh magellan uh fund and you know he writes this book on investing and he's like the first chapter is like buy your own house Mm. why do you but he says why do you do that And he's like wait i thought this was a stock picking like a way to do stockbroker but he's like no no He's like, the first thing to do is like buy your own house because you're a long-term holder of the asset. You're doing it in an area that you're living in so that it's going to improve because you're living there. You're going to improve the house because you're living there. You're a long-term holder, so you're going to benefit from the long-term benefits of being there, paying down the mortgage, all that stuff. Um, and the other thing that I'm, and, and I'm going to address renting as well, but the other thing that people don't realize, they take for granted, and I'll, I'm going to say this, and I know you're going to have a question, right? Mm-hmm. Interest rates go up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The government <clears throat> decided that you should have the ability to buy a house. You've heard this. Mm-hmm. They used to say a chicken in every pot. You know, everyone should buy a house. And the government, the United States government, was focused on everyone's ability to buy a house. <clears throat> this was in like the 50s. So what happened was they they created these government-sponsored entities called uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, for the purpose of enabling banks to lend money to people to buy homes, right? So really when you're doing, when you're borrowing money from a bank, the bank is really just lending you the money and then they're selling the loan to the government. The government's giving them the money back, okay? And then the government goes and, you know, offers you a return or a bondholder a return on that money. So the bank's really just making fees and the bank gets to recycle, you know, the money. So by doing that, the government essentially makes it cheaper and easier for you to buy a home. 
because they're putting money into the money supply and they're enabling banks to not be limited by the bank's balance sheet. Yeah. Okay. Now, so what's really behind that is the government said, you know, oh, you know, you could borrow money today at uh, 6%, let's say 6%, 7% or whatever, but you could have a 30-year fixed mortgage at 6% or 7%. I mean, a year ago, you could have a mortgage at 3% for 30 years, but you're just saying, oh, uh, you think you're entitled to that, but basically the government is also saying to you, you know what? We want you to own a house and not be stressed about it. So we're going to make you a loan for 30 years at a fixed interest rate. Mm-hmm. So long. Regardless of inflation. Mm-hmm. So, so you could borrow money today from the government for a fixed rate for 30 years. And you could pay it back whenever you want with no penalty. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good deal. Depends on the interest rate, but to get that locked in, you're like to have 30 years to pay um, and that being understood as a common practice is very, it's unusual. But then again, we've, we've come to accept it as something that should be there all the time. So that's a very powerful um, offer that the government makes and that you get to take advantage of in the United States. Not all countries have that. So, so home ownership is a very good idea if you're a long-term holder, if you're looking to improve the asset, if you have that kind of money to put down. If you don't, there's really there's there's programs that the government helps you where you know you you don't you can put down uh, less money for a first-time home buyer, um, and you you don't have to have a certain amount of credit, things like that. So that's. You know, it's harder. It got it's gotten harder lately, but there are programs that are out there for um, helping first-time homebuyers. So it's a very good. Um, uh, so I'm I, I'm an advocate of buying a home for those reasons. Um, however, you know, these days interest rates went up, right? Uh, and you're like, well, how do I assess the cost of bill of buying versus renting? And when you buy, you know, now you know these things, right? When you buy, you have to pay real estate taxes, mm-hmm. insurance, mm-hmm. all the upkeep of the house, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to add that to your cost. So there are benefits where you say, I'm, I'm, I'm building uh, wealth and equity and I'm owning something. But at the same time, it's costing so much more, all those things. Like you have mm-hmm. to add those up. Then you're a renter. You're like, ah, I'm just paying my rent. And right. somebody else is worrying about those things. And the money that I'm not paying on insurance and taxes and upkeep, I could save and put somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. So so you that's how to make the comparison. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, usually every year um, there's like a, a measure of like, oh, renting versus buying. And, you know, you want to just look at that and, and be – Uh, hopefully as a result of this conversation, be a little bit more educated about the comparison and the costs uh, in, in, and, you know, we, we talk about costs again. I, we said this uh, a couple podcasts ago, but cost is not only money. It's also time, energy, right. And what else you're going to do with the opportunities that you have. So, so, you know, you have to think about, Oh, I'm going to, some people also in, in New York, for example, 
you know, if you have a rent stabilized apartment, you know, it's very hard to compete with that on a, on a buying basis, right? So um, those are things to consider, you know, the when you're comparing the two. So. You meant. You mentioned long term for owning a house. Like, define what are you what are you talking about? Like, what is your opinion of long term? So, so from what I've read, mm-hmm. um, the average length of time that people live in a house is seven years. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but long term, I'm thinking when I think long term, I'm saying more than ten years, fifteen, twenty years, like that. You're okay. That's long. In my head, I'm like, oh, I'll be here like five to ten. <laughs> but Got I don't it. know. It could be longer. But as a renter for my whole life and someone who's like moved around a lot, it's intimidating and to live somewhere, for, which is so different than, you know, our parents' generations and whatnot of, you know, having the same nine to five job. But I feel like the younger kids are not that young, but <laughs> You know, we want to travel. We want to move around a lot. So, how do you? I'm with you. So, yeah. So, I, I I appreciate that. How do you think about that now? You like, uh, there is a whole generation now of people that are not necessarily tied to a location. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you know you were moving around a lot on purpose. You know, traveling. <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Um, you know, you have a different relationship to that than I than I did, right? Right. And how do you think about? this house now versus your like what are you going to do with it when you want to move or like how do you tell me about that it's hard because i still am conflicted like we my husband and i were traveling for over two almost two years all over doing podcasting remotely and now we own a house and it is a lot of money up front to get the electric fixed paint if you want uh, fix a fridge leak a water heater is going to go any minute Uh, Do I be proactive about that? That's another episode. Do I paint these doors behind me with this wood trim that I don't like, but I got quoted like $5,000 for that. And I don't want for all the doors and trim. And I don't want to do that. Not one door. And so it's, it's conflicting, but I mean, I'm happy we did it. It's nice to have a place to say, oh, I'm going home or I, you know, I can be, do whatever I want. The fridge is always mine. So I, it's still hard, but I'm very happy about it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. And what do you? What do you? What do you think? So let's say in the in your five to ten year question. Oh right. Where are you gonna? Like, what do you? How do you think about this when you want to do something? And this is no right or wrong answer. Like, what do you? Yeah. What are you thinking to do when you and Alan want to not be there? Well, I'm hoping this house appreciates, which in Pittsburgh, where we are, is very slow to do that, which I know. <laughs> and um, it, I don't know. We're very into our families, so it depends, you know, where our parents are in that time, which is funny. Another point I wanted to bring up about renting versus owning, my parents have owned the same house for 30 plus years. I'm very lucky. I love long that term, house. Long term, aka long term. The longest term in Florida, in Miami, maybe 40 years, actually. <laughs> And they are, you know, they have two kids. One has other, they have grandkids. And now in their later stage of life, they're looking to rent eventually because they don't want to deal with the upkeep of a house. So it's like full circle. You start renting, you own, then maybe you end renting. It's different yeah. for everyone. I'm with you too. And I, I think <laughs> that's something to think about. Like uh, when, and I, I think, you know, as people age, their 
their ability to move around or what they need changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do you, can you go up the stairs? Exactly. You need that much space. Like you had a space for a lot of people and they're like, look, I want to live a simpler life. I want to have a doorman. You know? Right. You know, I got that. So like, you know, you don't want to think about all these things. I just want to have a place where the guy is there and if I need it, I'm there. And like a condo, but okay, great. I, you know, but so I think that's where you see people that age also are saying, look, I, I'm going to sell. I've created a lot of equity. It was good for my family for this amount of time. Either I'm going to sell it or give it to the next generation and then, you know, think about. So that's like a long term. I'm wondering, do you think about that with Alan? Like how when you retire, <laughs> you know, what that what that's going to look like? Um, how do you think about that? Um, no, I don't think about that yet unless retirement's in like five years, which would be great. But no, I do think about like the next buyer of the house, which is another topic that I shouldn't think about because I've done, I did a lot of research about painting these doors because this is enticing for a lot of people, this natural, whatever kind of wood this is. But for some people, they don't like it. So it's like, do I think about the next buyer of when I'm going to sell it, which I've come to know is the answer. No, you make the space how you want it to be. And that's something I think about, which I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I, another point though, I do have a lot of friends still in New York City who never want to own. They're happy. They love renting. They're like, why would I ever want to A, leave this city or Brooklyn? And I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So then, you know, that's another thing we spoke about in earlier episodes. You also, there's a culture in certain places of how things are there. And many people don't realize this, but New York City is a little unique in the United States in that most of the households are rentals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about the number. Right? So, so as opposed to other places where it's reversed. Mm-hmm. Right. So. My area, we that was one of the first things we looked up in this borough that we're in. We were how many houses are rentals versus owners and it's like 90% ownership. So it is very different city. Place and you're like, everyone is an owner here. Mm-hmm. Oh, in New York, a you lot of people are like, oh, there's a renting culture. So it's more of like a typical. But I also think in major cities like Washington, D.C., especially near colleges, probably Philadelphia, you it's know. More, still more owners. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Like when I was in New York, if someone said, oh, I own the apartment, I would just be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, un- it's more like one third of the people. Right. So interesting, Albert. And I think obviously this is just our opinions, everyone listening. There is no right or wrong renting, owning. We all want to just live with a roof over our head, air conditioning in the summer and heat in the winter. So thank you so much. Super interesting. Thank you. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at Ask the Landlord and check out his TikTok at Ask the Landlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening. Thank you.